Hey everyone, we are back. It is I-80 Sports, and today we are previewing the 2023 Major League Soccer season for the Houston Dynamo. Okay, so right around now, you guys know what's going on. 29 teams, 29 preview episodes today. We have Houston Dynamo. Um, we're here with Dustin from Bayou City Soccer, formerly um, of Dynamo the Theory. Vox Dynamo yes. Theory. Um, why don't you take a second to introduce ourselves and let us know where you can find our work. Yeah, so you can uh, find us at BayouCitySoccer.net, um, Bayou City Soccer on all your social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, that's where we're living now after the whole SB Nation kind of uh, takedown of MLS. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's great to have you. It's great to know that you guys uh, are still out there making great content, still talking Houston Dynamo, which is what we're here to do today. Um, a lot of new soccer fans this year, hopefully with the Apple TV deal, we'll be getting even more. And uh, World Cup year, this always happens. We get a little influx. So tell new people to Major League Soccer, new fans, new supporters, maybe even people doing a little opposition research watching this video to see what they're up against. What does everyone need to know about the Houston Dynamo? Yeah, the Dynamo, uh, a bit of a, a bit of a rebuild. They've kind of uh, been in the dumps the last couple of years, uh, kind of bottom of the table, struggling uh, recently. They've, I think, tried to rebuild it the last couple of years. I think they're on their third coach now in the last three years. Um, so hopefully this time it sticks. <laughs> so you, you've got a team that's kind of new roster, new coaching, new, a lot of new front office. Um, so it's kind of a fresh start of the Houston Dynamo here in 2023. Absolutely. Now with the Texas teams, there are th three teams in Texas last year, they were uh, last second, last and third to last in the standings. But now this past season, it was only you only team in Texas, not to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Austin finishing like really high, I think was unexpected. Um, Dallas, uh, Dallas, obviously, I think, is obviously the biggest rival for the Dynamo, um, just the whole Houston-Dallas thing. Austin's kind of like the annoying little brother. They're going to blow up my Twitter now because um, Austin <laughs> fans are very passionate. But uh, they're, they're a very good annoying little brother, I'll uh, admit um, begrudgingly. But, yeah, it, it's kind of like the Texas team's rising, and there's one left <laughs> down there. <laughs> One left down there. Let's talk about what happened last season because Houston Dynamo were 10 wins, 6 draws, 18 losses, 43 goals scored, and 56 goals against. None of those are really terrible in the long scheme of things. Um, goals for is low, goals against is high, but nothing astronomic. What happened last season? Yeah, last season was just a it was just a weird year to begin with. I think they came into the season, uh, they hired Paulo Nagamura as the head coach, like late in the uh, kind of off season cycle, um, so kind of a late start to things um, with that. And then they just never really did anything um, during the season. They they went and signed, uh, spent big money on a striker, Sebastian Ferreira, and they really had no one around him to kind of to, to help yeah. him. He scored thirteen goals last year, which if you look back at it, it's quite impressive because 
they really had no wing play or uh, midfielders uh, helping them. Hector Her- Hector Herrera came in the middle of the season, you know, big signing, Atletico Madrid, captain of the Mexican national team, and they actually got worse <laughs> when he showed up. So it was just – and then Ma- Nagamura got fired in September. So it was just a strange season all around. A lot of players in and out, and we're going to talk about those in just a minute. But let's look at the contributors from last season first. Sebastian Ferreira, 13 goals, 3 assists. Then you had Dar- Darwin Quintero with 8 goals, 3 assists. Bafa Pico, 7 goals, 2 assists. Ulfarsson with 4 goals and 1 assist. I'm not even going to try with the first name. <laughs> Corey Baird, 2 goals, 4 assists. And Adam Lundqvist with 5 assists. Looking at this, you see uh, one player clearly at the top, two other contributors, and then a whole bunch of nothing underneath. Talk about the goal-scoring contributors from last season. Yeah, and Quintero and Pico are gone this year. So, it, uh, like I said, a, a lot of – so what they did have last year, they've kind of rebuilt. Um, Olfarsson was a rookie last year, so he kind of um, came in and was kind of thrown to the wolves. They played him as a wing. He was more of a striker in college, and he kind of played as a wing and just kind of learned on the fly. Uh, Baird, is, Baird is one of those guys who's you know, was a young, up-and-coming thing – uh, and he's never really one of the can. fastest players in major league soccer. I mean, I think he was clocked like three seasons in a row at the highest top speed. Hey, he can run fast. We'll give him that. Yeah. He, but he's never really kind of turned it into like the total, you know, the total package. And sure. then, uh, so yeah, the, the whole, I think the goal of this off season was to bring in guys that can help with the attack. And we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit, but, um, yeah, Ferreira and company was the theme of last year. Yeah, so there were a lot of movement, a lot of guys in and out. Um, to, to highlight a few, Tim Parker, Adam Lungfisk, Fafa P. Co. You had Mimo Rodriguez going over to L.A. I just talked to them five minutes ago. I just got off the uh, interview we did there. Some other guys uh, heading in and out. What of those lo- What of those losses do you think is is the hardest? From a from a fan perspective, it's probably Rodriguez. Uh, Mimo Rodriguez was a homegrown. He's he's really one of the. F- few only homegrowns that the Dynamo have had that have, have been a contributor, um, have been around for a while. He's a local kid. He's been around, um, fan favorite, you know, being local. Um, he, he was always kind of promising, but he never really turned into that star. I think that a lot of fans thought he might be, he was a good MLS player. Um, but I think into last year, it was kind of time for him to move on time for the team to move on. And then Quintero, He's 34, 35 years old, but we saw in the stats there, he still had, he still contributed. Um, he He's one of those guys, though, that one game you'll be talking about just how incredible he is, and then two two games you'll talk about what is this guy doing out there. Uh, he's kind of one of those frustrating guys, and he's getting older in age and with the whole rebuild thing. I think it was, yeah. you know, time, for let, time to let him go. He went back to Columbia. He's playing there, and dominating from what i've heard recently so it's fine (laughs) you do have some new players coming in um and they're starters all over the field you have um adalberto carasquia is that anywhere near the pronunciation that's actually very good he goes by coco you can just call him coco a lot easier no i'm gonna call him by his name because if i got one name right i'm gonna use that damn name you nailed it you nailed it amine bassi out on the left wing Uh I mean, Brad yeah. Smith in the back line, Ethan Bartlow. Uh, you, you got some guys. Let's take a look at the depth chart. Um, not overly impressive, but again, a couple of well-placed goals last year. You guys could have been in a playoff spot. 
Yeah. Guys Steve, could have won a spot. Steve Clark will start in goal. Uh, Tarbell came in. He's he's going to be a backup. He's he's had his time around the league as a starter, and I don't think he's ever been that impressive. Um, Steve Clark's getting up there. Um, so he, I think the job is still his for maybe another year or two um, as he's in his late 30s. Yeah, and then you look at – you kind of look at uh, around the midfield. There's not a lot of depth. Um, Castilla – and Reigns are homegrown kids that are both teenagers. August uh, is an undrafted rookie uh, um, this year. So, I mean, if something happens to Carasquilla or Herrera or Arthur, there's a lot of trouble <laughs> in that midfield. Um, so l- let's let's start with uh, the attacking trident. Um, I kind of have a, a four three three or four two three one here yeah. um, for the depth chart. Sebastian Ferreira, you could write him in pen. If he's healthy, yeah. he goes. Definitely. Will Farson, the, the guy behind him, talk to me about talk to us uh, about what he brings to the team. He he, yeah, like I said, he's a rookie last year. He's from uh, came from Duke. He's actually from Iceland. Um, that's since uh, you can tell by his name. <laughs> uh, he he's kind of a quick, pacey winger. He uh, I mean striker. He he played on the wing a lot last year. I don't think wing is really his position. He's better as kind of for now that they have wingers, he's not going to really be forced to have to play there. So he'll be um, kind of Ferreira's backup. Um, He's a good finisher. Um, That's a lot of what his game is. He doesn't have a lot of um, kind of dimensions. He's a, he run, he can run at guys. He can finish. And I mean, off the bench, you know, as a striker, you take that. Bossy and Baird on the outside. Yeah. Baird, we talked about a little bit earlier, kind of a, I don't want to say journeyman. He's only like 27, but he's been around. Um, kind of know what you're getting with Corey Baird. I think a lot of people are are kind of predicting um, this is the year for Baird, um, which we've probably heard a lot in the past. <laughs> <laughs> this is Baird's year, right? Um, but I mean, we'll see. He's he's got pieces. Or there's there's pieces around him. He doesn't have to be you know the goal scorer or the assist guy. Uh, Bossy is a uh, Moroccan. He came from the French league. He actually played in the English Championship last year as well with Barnsley. A lot of um, a lot of praise for him. He, he's a kind of a playmaker. He plays more um, in the central midfield, but he's going to be. It looks like he's going to play wing uh, for the Dynamo. Kind, probably kind of drift uh, more centrally as they attack. But from all accounts, he's going to be a big piece. He's probably, for me at least, probably the biggest signing of this offseason just because he's going to he's going to be a guy that can link up with Ferreira and, and give him more chances. Yeah. $1.5 million. He's expected to be there and be of high quality every single time, yes. every single game. Um, so let's jump back into the midfield. Now um, I have three players here. Uh, Karaskia is going to be kind of the number 10. And with Hector Herrera, we kind of know what he does are in, in our tour. So how do you see this uh, midfield breaking down? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's an odd midfield. Like Karaski is not really a 10, but he's probably going to be in that role. Um, kind of attacking, uh, Herrera, like you said, kind of know what he is, especially at this stage in his career. He's a passer. Um, he's going to set guys up. He's still, he still can put in a great pass. Um, Artur is kind of their number six. They haven't really had one. They had Matias Vera who left this off season. Arthur is much more of kind of a defensive midfielder, um, gets stuck in, wins tackles, inter, uh, interceptions, things like that. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that uh, trio develops together. Karaskia, 
Um, we saw on Saturday scrimmage against FC Dallas, Karaski getting forward a lot more, um, which is probably what's going to be asked of him this year. Not necessarily a 10 in the in the way that he plays, but he, he looks to have that ability. <laughs> the highest guy in the midfield at yes. any given time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Move, moving to the fullbacks, you got Brad Smith and Franco Escobar, two MLS veterans. Uh, talk about what they're going to be expected to do because we've seen a huge variety of fullbacks now in Major League Soccer. Yeah, Smith Smith's coming off an ACL injury, so he's probably not going to be ready from what we've heard, um, at least to start the season. Um, Vanderkust, they just signed from the Netherlands. Um, last I've heard, he's not here either um, as far as uh, visa stuff and getting into the country. Um, but he, Tate Schmidt, who they just signed, um, former RSL guy, uh, kind of picked him up off free agency. He's probably going to be thrown in there to start um, until Smith is ready at least. Um, and then when Smith gets ready, he's going to kind of bring you the whole attacking, uh, getting forward. Escobar, more of the defensive guy. Um, he probably won't get forward as much. Um, kind of to help out with the defense, They last year they had uh, Griffin Dorsey at right back. He's probably going to be sure. the backup now. So Escobar uh, won MLS Cup with LAFC last year, so he kind of brings that um, you know, that leadership, that that winner's mentality that they desperately need. Last year at the center back position, you had the old man and the the teenage Hedebi. Uh, this this year you have, you have uh, Steres in the back there. You have e- Ethan Bartlow. What's your two best pair? It's probably it's probably Hedebi and Bartlow. Steres is. I mean, I mean, you could make an argument that Steres and Hedebi is the best pair as well. Uh, Bartlow is a young guy. He's drafted a couple of years ago. It's it's kind of like his time to shine. Um, he's looked good this preseason from what we've seen. Um, so I, he started in the last preseason game with Hedebi. So it's probably going to be those two um, starting the season. Uh, Stare is kind of that veteran guy that you can throw in there, you know, if you need a start or if you need a guy to come in off the bench. And then Mikel, who they just signed from Brazil, actually uh, was on loan last year with the Dynamo second team did really well. So they're uh, signed him permanently. So we'll see what he brings kind of a big question mark there. So not a lot of depth there either outside of um, Hedebi and uh, Bartlow being the starters. So you don't sound very optimistic. What is a realistic possibility for this team this year? You know, with the whole, uh, the whole announcement today that MLS is going to nine teams in the playoffs, I think it kind of uh, made a lot of people upset. <laughs> like this is way too many, but Dynamo fans, sure. saw it. Dynamo fans, I think saw it as a, Hey, Here's a chance, you know. I think reasonably they're they're kind of competing in that 11, 10, 9, 8 range. Um, are they ready to make a playoff jump? Personally, I don't know if they're quite there yet. They still have a lot, they're lacking a lot of depth. Um, and this is a brand new team, basically. Um, a lot of guys never played together before. They're kind of just going to be going through it. Brand new head coach as well, at least a new head coach for the Dynamo. Um, so it's going to be how fast they can gel and how fast they can learn Ben Olsen's system and, and that. So I would say best-case scenario, they slide into the playoffs as one of the lower seeds, um, but we'll see about that. 1.35 points per game at home. That is second lowest in Major League Soccer last season. That's like two wins out of every five home matches and no draws during that time. Only team that was worse, the New York Red Bulls, who uh, played – flipped last year and yeah, they were really good on the road killers on the road um why is that and what can you guys do to improve that home 
you know, it's it's the Dynamo at home. Is, that should be a summer home advantage. Right. And for years, the Dynamo were a dominant team at home. Uh, I think they still hold like the the longest unbeaten streak at home in MLS. Back when they first opened the stadium, they back when they were really good. Um, they were beating everybody that came here. Like you said, it's yeah. summer, it's hot, it's humid as heck. Um, no one wants to play here. Um, that stadium is not exactly a um, – the the air doesn't exactly flow well in there, so it's it's very hot in there. Um, I just think it's it's a part of – it's just they haven't been good the last couple of years. I mean, whether it be home, whether it be a ro- on the road, they just – they just haven't been a good team. They've been, you know, one of the worst teams in the Western Conference, one of the worst teams in MLS. So most games, the other team is, is, has been better than them. Absolutely. I mean, that that's one way to say it. I'm glad. Thank you for your honesty, Dustin. I appreciate <laughs> yes. that. A lot of new soccer fans this year. Maybe carry on for some carryovers from the World Cup. Maybe people who brought uh, came into MLS with the new Apple TV deal. What are some storylines even casuals can follow with Houston this season? The I think her, Hector Herrera is a big one. Um, they their new ownership kind of came out and spent big money on this guy. Um, they've long the Dynamo have long. I think Dynamo fans have long wanted a Mexican star. You know, there, there's a huge Mexican population in Houston, um, in South Texas here. Um, so having a, a Mexican star like Herrera now is, is huge. Um, for the box office and for tickets and things like that. But how does it translate on the field? Um, like I said earlier last year, they were actually worse with Herrera um, when he, when he showed up. So how do they kind of take Herrera? He just came back from the world cup. So now uh, there was a lot of talk last year. Well, he didn't want to get hurt before the world cup. So he kind of just eased through the last of the MLS season and he was injured for a few games so how do they look now with, with Herrera? Herrera is going to be the captain. He's going to be the leader. Um, where do they go with this? And the whole the, the whole club has kind of undergone a, a big transformation um, in the last year. Even in the last months, they've brought in a whole new front office. They're renovating the stadium. Um, they don't have their home opener for, until uh, early March. Um, because the stadium's still undergoing tra- um, some renovations. We were actually out there on Saturday. Big chunks of this uh, stadium had, don't have seats still, so uh, they're working on that. So there's kind of this renewed um, the ownership kind of wanting to to enhance the fan experience, enhance um, just the stadium and getting people out there. Uh, now they have to translate that to on the field as well. Now if they bring in the fans, they're going to stay when they win. So can they get them there? A and then can they be a competitive team again? That that will ultimately be, you know, what what keeps fans around. Can't hear you. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. That was no, completely right. my fault. Um, we're going to move on to some quick hit questions. What yeah. is the biggest strength of this team? I think the strength is the midfield if they're healthy, right? Um, we talked about the depth, um, but if if Herrera, Karaskia, and Arter are the three midfielders and they're all playing, that that is arguably a very strong midfield. Um, it's going to be a midfield that rivals a lot of teams around MLS. I think the that that's 
their biggest strength? Can they build on that around that? That's going to be the question too. What's this team's biggest weakness? I think their biggest weakness is depth. Like they just, they don't have a lot of guys outside of kind of their, their stars. Um, we talked about on defense, we talked about midfield um, up front. They're a little more, they're a little more deep, but if, if guys go down with injury, um, even a couple guys, it could be bad, bad news. What's uh, what is one player outside of our projected opening 11 who could win a starting job? I think Yvonne Franco is probably the guy uh, they brought him in this offseason. He's actually uh, Paraguayan, like Ferreira. He played at Ferreira's uh, club team in Paraguay. They were teammates okay. together, so uh, they're kind of boys. Um, so he's still young. Uh, he had a lot of promise and then kind of uh, fell off as a prospect, but uh, he's coming now here. He's probably going to uh, be one of the wingers. If he can, he, I wouldn't say he's going to uh, overtake Bossy, but I think Corey Baird will be on notice. Well, there goes my next question. One player most likely to drop outside of the starting 11. I, I Probably Baird. I would also throw in Bartlow um, just because he's young um, and Steras is there. If if Ben Olsen's kind of this old school, you know, MLS coach has been around for a while. If he decides to to bring in a veteran um, like Steras, if the defense starts to perform poorly early on, I could see Steras kind of jumping back into the lineup. And we're going to finish up with who are your biggest rivals and why? Def, FC Dallas, definitely, just because they're Dallas and they're, they're <laughs> Dallas. The only thing the good that comes out of Dallas is I-45. That's what people say. Uh, Austin, <laughs> Austin, yes. Austin, the Dynamo need to beat Austin a little more for them to be a rival. Um, it's been fair enough. You guys have never been good at the same time. No. Um, we've seen the Copa uh, Tejas and now the Copa Tejas is a little interesting this year. Cause if I remember correctly, there's an uneven matches. So some of the matches aren't even going to count for the cup, yeah. which is sloppy. It's weird. Like two games are going to be like just not counting. And then the other games are going to count. It's odd. Yeah. It's, and then I would probably say sporting Kansas city is a little bit of a rival. They're close, but there's also um, in the early years of the when the Dynamo were good, there there was a lot of uh, postseason matchups with them. Great, great to hear. Okay, Dustin from Bayou City Soccer. Let's know one more time where we can find your work. Yeah, BayouCitySoccer.net. Uh, you can find us on social media at Bayou City Soccer, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the above. Thank you for taking the time out to join us tonight and uh, talk about Houston Dynamo. And thank you for everyone at home for tuning in. <laughs>